I'm Kennedy, and you're listening to the I Care Too Much podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is LT, and you're listening to the I Care Too Much podcast. We are back after a little hiatus. Uh, hopefully, we didn't leave you waiting too long, but uh, shout out to all of our listeners so far, all three of you. Uh, we really appreciate your listenership. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, the listening has been out of the out of the roof. It's been way more than I could have ever expected. Um, and we want to keep uh, building on top of that. So we really appreciate you all. Um, I have a special episode today. Uh, shout out to my co-host uh, Jethro, who we'll be talking later, but he's not on this call. But I have two special guests. I'm going to start with my good friend and producer of the I Care Too Much podcast, Anapama. <laughs> Uh, hey. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks, Lamont. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here and also thank for you. producing this show. <laughs> I can't believe I produced something. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm giving you full credit here. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so we have a very another special guest on this program tonight. Uh, it's a special episode. Uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we want to highlight uh, mental health awareness and by doing so we are talking with licensed therapist Ashley Aker. Ashley Aker welcome to the I Care Too Much podcast. Hi thank you so much for having me this is wonderful. Thank you thank you. I, now I hope I did you justice by introducing you the proper way you mentioned licensed therapist yes, you also said mental right. health therapist right? Yeah, there's um it's kind of funny. There's actually so many different ways to to identify this this job, this career, this role. Um but yeah, therapist, counselor, um okay. those words kind of get thrown around interchangeably. I think the natural inclination is for folks to say doctor. I was like, should I call her Dr. Aker? I- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't I do not have my doctorate. Okay. Um my degree is a master's, so as awesome. much as as much as having the alphabet soup after my name was would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> nope, not doctor. And, and that, that is not to discount the great work that you do uh, at all. Let's 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 be clear there. And also, I wanted to mention too. I wanted to call you Ashley Acres because you know black people add S's S- on the ends of names <laughs> for no reason it's at all. Totally fine. <laughs> no, uh, you did wonderful. I have I <laughs> pronounced. So many different ways. This you did spectacular. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so I, I have a lot of questions. I have. Uh, I feel like this is such a a great topic, and um, I'm not going to hold you too long because I know therapists charge by the minute. So we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> I most certainly do not charge by the minute. If yeah. that were the case, I'd probably be a lot wealthier. <laughs> you would be an honorary doctor for sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, where do we even start? Um, I just want to jump into it because I feel like, first off, there's a bunch of myths around therapy, right? There's a bunch of reasons or excuses, I like to say, that people avoid going to therapy, um, particularly in my community. In the Black community, uh, we are therapy adverse, it seems, and especially men, which is one, something sure. I really want to focus on, really want to highlight in this show. Can you can you start by telling us what what is sort of the gender ratio of your clientele? Sure. Well, I mean, it's 
I can definitely speak for myself and, and where I practice, like geographically and the type of um, organization I work for, but definitely be aware that there's going to be so much difference between like my office where I'm at in Silver Spring versus I used to work at a program in Baltimore City, mm. so my demographic was incredibly different than where I'm at right now. So there's a lot of variation. Um, also, I've done my work actually leading up to this past year when I did a little kind of minor career change. Mm. Um, I've done a lot of work in the field of substance abuse and addiction. Oh. And you're also going to see quite a bit of differentiation between the different arenas of mental health counseling. So somebody who's going to treatment for an eating disorder might look very different than somebody who's going to treatment for um, heroin addiction. Sure. So, and that's not to say that those folks might also not be the same person because they certainly could be, sure. but it, it, but there is also a lot of room for difference. So Actually, in Baltimore City, a great number of my clientele were folks from the African-American community. Mm. Um, but where I'm at now, the gender, the, the gender ratio definitely skews more female. Um, and the, uh, the men that I work with actually are, I have both African-American and Caucasian clients um, that are men. Well, that's great to hear. So, yeah, so I I definitely know for a fact that this this stigma in these black and brown communities is still very real. Sure. But I definitely think it's getting chipped away piece by piece. Um, it helps that my organization where I'm at is run by um, both uh, African American men and women. So I think that that really speaks to the community. Um, yeah, so Wonderful. definitely trying to just chip away at it piece by piece. I would love to hear about how how you're doing that because, I mean, I so I I will say mental health is something that I care too much about and I evangelize about therapy a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do. You, you and me both. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean people you know I hear most people I talk to if I if I really get to talking to them um, I find that yeah I mean they could benefit from therapy a, a lot of times especially um, you know folks I've folks I've worked with at different jobs um, oftentimes it seems like they they would definitely benefit from it but for whatever reason um, I mean Sometimes it's the stigma, but oftentimes I've found it's just about um, access, especially when mm. you're, especially especially when you're depressed. <laughs> As Absolutely, I have been. Um, yeah, you know yeah. the process of the process of like figuring out how your insurance works and who you can see and absolutely who, who has availability. I, I've I've seen it be a barrier for folks too often, um, and then and that's that's just mostly women in my experience and, and men don't, don't even get me started with the barriers there. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I am very interested in like how we can chip away at, at all of that. Yeah. I think um, something I was thinking about earlier when I was thinking about us having this conversation and what it means to have stigma around treatment, around mental health, around counseling, around therapy. And yep. I think a lot of it is that, 
we still stigmatize emotions. We still stigmatize people for feeling anything. If you feel sad, if you feel angry, if you feel, um, if you feel like you're lacking confidence, it's like we stigmatize that. And it really makes, it's, it's very disheartening because oh my God. we all feel that way. We that all so go real. through that. I know that was a truth bomb. That is so real. And, <laughs> and you know what? And, and part of the mission of the I Care Too Much podcast, and the reason why we say it, uh, I care too much, is because I feel like we all care too much about something, but I'm also fighting against the anti-care. Uh, <laughs> seems like phenomenon that, that has taken over. It seems like everyone's in a race to see how much they could care less uh, uh. these days. And in oh. my mind, I feel like everybody just a big teddy bear or big marshmallow on the inside anyway, and that's a defense mechanism. Uh, yep. Yeah. You know. But hard. here on the I Care Too Much podcast, we care about stuff a little bit too much sometimes. <laughs> and yeah. in a way, it's like, wouldn't that, isn't, at the end of the day, isn't that kind of better to care too much rather than to not care at all? I mean, I think uh, so. I yeah. definitely think so. So Definitely. I when it comes to therapy, I think because we still stigmatize emotions, we tell people not to feel something, especially, you know, what we've, poor men, what we've done to men, like boys mm. don't cry, boys don't feel that, you know. That's, whole, that's huge. That's huge. But the, you know, man up. We do that to guys. And, and then we wonder why we end up with men not wanting to go to treatment. We wonder why we have men lashing out in certain ways. Sure. I mean, sure. we sure. created it, you know, by having this, this, this concept in, now, in society. But I, I want to jump around a little bit because you sure. mentioned that you had worked in uh, abuse counseling, substance abuse counseling. I have. Um, yeah. Self-medication seems to be. Uh, it's rampant it's, yeah no, can, let, let, let's speak to that now i know there's there you know you have like your alcoholics anonymous your 12-step programs where, where sure. does therapy where does therapy fall into substance abuse and i know specifically in baltimore there's a big heroin issue uh that, Absolutely. That, you know that's been the city of Baltimore. shout out to the city of baltimore uh they're not too yeah. far up the road but um, yeah. let, let, let's speak to that. Where, where do you start? So someone comes and they sits down in your office today, right now, and they've been doing heroin for say 18 years now. Where, where do you start to unpack that? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. And the funny thing is there are still, and I'll speak truly only within what I've witnessed and experienced in my own career. Sure. Even with therapy, there's still quite a few clinicians who addiction is very scary. And it is very scary. People, people die. I've had clients die. Oh and it's God, very scary. Wow. So it's very scary to work with. Um, but we can't, we can't shy away from it because it's real and it's happening all the time. So um, honestly, I just start with a conversation about, you know, what, what do they want? What does this person want? They're coming to me. They're telling me this is, this is happening. And so what, what do you want and how can I help? You know, does somebody want treatment? Let's talk treatment. Does somebody want ways to just manage? Okay. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. um, therapy works in tandem with all of it. You can be in therapy and go to AA and have a psychiatrist 
and and have a spiritual practice that you want to connect with. I mean, it fits in with all of it. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's 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 always been something so interesting to me. Like you always have the, I guess, the stereotypical visual of uh, the couch and the therapist <laughs> sitting across from the couch and you're laying across the couch speaking. <laughs> you know, there's that stereotype of that, but it's so much more to it. And I just, I want people to get past the stereotypical visuals and their own personal uh, excuses. And so, so let's, let's talk about, let's talk about benefits um to yeah. therapy because we spoke a little bit about that I and mean, it's so beneficial just to talk to somebody right about something mm-hmm. uh let, let's talk about the benefits from your angle oh my gosh um <laughs> benefits so one of the biggest things i think for any of us is when we're going through something oftentimes our initial gut reaction will be to what i like to call and a lot of folks like to call it we say stuff it you stuff it Mm, and you nice. stuff and you stuff and you stuff Internalized. until you explode. Yep, exactly. Okay. So going to a therapist is like being able to unstuff. Mm. You you get to bring these things out. You get to you get to say things out loud that maybe you've never said to somebody before, or maybe you've said it and you're saying it now to somebody who's an independent third party. They're not biased. They're not coming with an agenda. They're just there to listen. And, and then you can get, and then you can maybe get feedback. Maybe you can get some suggestions from a perspective that you would have never thought of. Um, Happens all the time to me in therapy. And different, different therapists come with different um, treatment modalities and different Mm. uh, modes of treatment that they're, that they practice. I have a coworker that does dance and movement therapy. So she's not sitting in a chair you're not sitting on a chair with her ever. I like that. It is. It's wonderful. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, but uh, it made me think about one of the things my wife and I do. Uh, We are in DC traffic more than we'd like to be. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Um, And one of the things we do to kind of subside road rage is there's a particular song, which uh, uh, it has a lot of expletives in it. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) <laughs> and uh we like to play that song at obnoxious volumes in in traffic in dc and it kind of <laughs> it's cathartic it's like sure getting it out we would otherwise be directing that rage outwardly. inward inward yeah. in, inwardly and, and yeah but I, we're getting it out this like I, I mentioned this to you the other day lamont um i heard depression was anger turned inward yes yeah. i like that yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, definitely a big benefit to therapy is getting to get those feelings, those emotions, those thoughts, those, the, the, any of that like pro- problem thinking and, and misconceptions and criticisms about ourselves. We get to get that out and we have somebody to sort of take it in, marinate on it and help us make sense of it. Um, and then that person can also help give us strategies, strategies to manage that maybe I haven't thought of, or maybe I've thought of, but now I've got this other person giving it to me sure. to sort of like validate. So yeah, there's well, definitely, I mean. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, there's several benefits to, to therapy wax. now. Yeah, we could wax poetic about the benefits yeah. of therapy. Yeah. yeah. So we spoke about the individual aspect of it. Uh, a lot of time now we hear more, it seems like more popular is couples therapy. 
Um, yep. Couples therapy, do, family therapy, group okay. therapy. Very. There's there's a lot, a lot of options. Now you're dealing with a lot of personalities in one room. Uh, do do you uh, deal with with group therapy as well? I have done a lot of group therapy. I don't have any groups running right this minute. Um, that okay. might change in the near future, but I've done quite a bit of group therapy. Now, how do you deal with the conflicting personalities in the room? And I'm just assuming that it's conflicting personalities, but there doesn't have to be. I'm just saying that I just know that when you're dealing with a group of people, everybody's coming from a different perspective and they might not all be on the same accord. How, how do you corral that in? Um, I mean, a little bit of every once in a while, you kind of have to, to do a little, you know, corralling, so to speak. <laughs> but, but for the most part, if you're bringing a topic that's relatively universal, pretty much everybody can relate on some level to what you're talking about. And then it's just a matter of getting folks to to buy into the process more than anything else. I've, I've, I mean, I've definitely had experiences with individuals that were a little more challenging in a group setting. And it might be that you determine that they're just maybe not able to be in the group and that's fine and you work it out. But for the most part, group can be quite therapeutic because what's more, what is even more beneficial than individual therapy and hearing somebody just, you know, having someone just listen to you is group therapy where you realize that you are not the only one struggling with this issue. Yep. Wow. Yep. And the power, the power that comes through, I mean, that's why you have these things like AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, you have things like um, another addiction focused group is called Smart Recovery. You have these groups. Um, they're so successful. And then you also have depression support groups. You have um, children, adult children of alcoholics support groups. You have support groups for all kinds of things because it's so powerful to realize that you are not the only one who's been through this ordeal or been through this trouble. Sure. Yep. There's now, power. And um, if I could say something here, um, sure. I, I do go to both individual and group therapy. Um, That's wonderful. The, uh, thank you. It's been great for me. Um, and so a couple things, one that, um, so you mentioned that, you know, so many different therapists have, you know, so many different treatment modalities that they practice. Um, so it's not all about, you know, the, the black leather couch and it's, it's so true. And, and I say this to people when they're thinking about, when they're trying to find a therapist, it's a relationship just like any other relationship. Yeah. And you, you know, you're not going to click with everyone. True. And so, I mean, I've, I've told people, and I did this actually, when I, when I found my current therapist, I went to three different ones and just had a session. And by the time I did the third one, it was very clear to me, which, which one I should choose. Now, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. And, and, and that worked, that worked really well. And, you know, it's, it's, and I, I've, I've heard people say, well, I went, I went to one and it wasn't really great. Well, that means that wasn't the right fit. Yes. Um, probably. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And so that, that's one thing. And, and uh, the other thing I wanted to mention um, was about group. Um, 
There are, you know, th there is the what what people usually think about with groups um, uh, in terms of the support group. Um, the one I go to actually is uh, just an open process group. I think it's called. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, the group of us sort of learning how to relate to each other and how to um, understand ourselves in relationships, both inside and outside the group. And it's been really um, eye-opening for me uh, in terms of, of how I am in the world. Absolutely. So, yeah. Groups can definitely help that respect also. What you're speaking to is is so accurate. We can have groups that sort of are more about um, navigating relationships and how to connect to other people than it is about learning something specific. So, see, absolutely. I, I, think, I think we're debunking a myth right now. Uh, you don't have to necessarily be problematic to <laughs> seek out therapy. You really don't. <laughs> Lamont, Lamont, let's use the word symptomatic. You don't symptomatic. have to be symptomatic. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, no, but, but you understand what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I think people are associated with, oh, uh, something's wrong with me. I might need therapy versus something. I'm completely fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have clients right now that I'm working with that if you, you know, if you were to like put it down on paper, so to speak, what they're coming for, it's very much just day-to-day -day stressors. I'm having, trouble, I'm having trouble managing my children. Um, my kids are fighting. I'm having some trouble with a coworker. Um, I'm you know, my wife and I are having some issues. It's like very, very day to day. I don't want to use the word normal. Yeah, but very I, yeah, I, was, I was, say. was about to say the same thing. Yeah, it's so relative. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, you know, who's normal when I, when you get to talking to anyone? Everybody I found is 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 pretty messed up. <laughs> well, I make a point to not ever use the word normal, so everybody knows that that's like. You know, no, no, we don't say normal. There's no Word. such thing. There's now, no such thing. on the flip side of that now, uh, you know, you have a lot of people, and I realize now I'm, I'll be 35 this year, and thank you. And that, to me, is an accomplishment. I grew up in D.C., D.C. proper, and some of the things that I've seen in my childhood are now affecting me at 35 uh, that I never thought would affect me then. And sure. I'm realizing now that a lot of the stuff that I saw, witnessed, I probably should not have been exposed to too early. Um, it has made me uh, not able to enjoy certain things. And I'll give you an example, right? So uh, shows or movies that are heavily violent, I am adverse to because I kind of grew up in an environment where that was seen firsthand. Absolutely. Now, at the time, it appeared to me, you know, as, okay, this is just the environment I'm in. Let me adapt. Let me uh, try to defend myself in the best way I can possible. But, you know, I, I talk to my wife now and she's like, you know, you really, you don't even, I don't even see Marvel movies. You know, that's just, it, it, has, it has affected me so much in that, as an adult and I'm really now just coming to terms with it. Mm -hmm. I myself am now seeking out therapy. Excellent. That's yeah. Wonderful. Because I and I and I I think I can speak for a large community of people right now when I say that there is trauma that we experience that you don't know 
is traumatic until it hits you later. You wake up one day and you realize, hey, I've got some I've got some real personal issues here. I, I, I can't enjoy life in the same way that I see others enjoying things. Uh, maybe I should seek out help. Now, how how do you? Because I'm a, I'm a WebMD. I I'll go on WebMD right now. I done had everything from cancer to uh, <laughs> I know. I done had everything to near death. Uh, oh gosh! Don't start googling your feelings. <laughs> now, but 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 how how do you? I have do? done it a lot, googling my feelings. Yeah, but but you you want people to get to a point where they're open and honest about themselves. How how do you help them get to that arrival? Um, I mean, it's going to be so different for every therapist and every clinician and every social worker and everybody's going to sort of have their own vibe, um, their own, their own like attitude, their own yeah. way of coming across. You're a person. Right, right. Um, and I, you know, since we're kind of also talking myths, I think this is one of the big myths is that. Number one, you're going to be on the couch sitting across from somebody who shows no emotion, who doesn't talk to you, who's just writing on a piece of paper and saying, how did that make you feel? That's a big yeah, myth. Right. And while I definitely use the phrase, how did that make you feel from time to time, that's definitely not what's happening in, at least not in my therapy sessions. And I'm pretty sure not in most therapy sessions. That's not really what's happening. No, it's um, definitely I mean, I, I like, I, I don't really know how to say this without it sounding so cheesy, but I want people to know that I'm a person and I see them as a person and I want to connect to you as a person. So if I know somebody's into TV shows, I ask them to tell me what show they're into and we talk about the TV show for a few minutes. Or if I know they really like to read, we'll sit and talk about books because I'm a big reader. So we'll talk about books for 15 minutes. Like this is about building a relationship. You guys kind of touched on that earlier. This is a relationship. And I want you to know that you can talk to me about whatever, if it's mm. something as minor and trivial or maybe not trivial as a TV show. And then something as serious as the generational trauma that you've experienced growing up in, a certain neighborhood of Washington, D.C. Sure. All of it matters. All yeah. of it matters. That's interesting. That's awesome. Uh, and, and like I said, I can't thank you enough for really even just, just being on this show and talking Seriously. to us about this. You don't know how many people you're helping right now. There's somebody listening to this show, I believe, right now uh, that really needs to hear this. And hopefully we can uh, encourage them towards talking to somebody, if not a therapist, uh, just somebody. Um, that yeah. is accessible and somebody that, you know, genuinely uh, cares for them. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I, I want to talk about, about you because who gives therapy to the therapist? Do you seek therapy? <laughs> um, I'm not in it currently, but I have, yes, I have been in therapy and I'm hundred percent for it. And I, it's like one of those things that you kind of do and, like a cyclical thing you maybe do it for a little while and then you know life happens you kind sure. of disconnect a little bit and then you come back and yeah yeah do you There's uh do, do you find that in your interpersonal relationships you kind of uh do you exercise or implement certain things in your interpersonal relationships that you would do to a therapy client 
Um, that, that's been that's been a really uh, we'll say a fun part of the journey of being <laughs> being um in this field and also being a like general regular human being is not wearing the therapist hat all the time, and mm. it's not because I in any way shape or form think I know everything because that is for sure not true. I do not know everything. And I don't know how to fix every problem. I don't know how to address every issue, not by a long shot. But, but when there are certain things that I'm really passionate about, like I am incredibly passionate about self-care and what self looks like and how self-care presents for everybody. I'm big on sleep. I'm big on. Shout out to sleep. Ooh, sleep. Shut up, I want to talk about sleep. Oh, God. I could, that could be a whole nother podcast. We can talk oh about sleep. Oh, my gosh. The sleep um, episode. Can we do yeah. that? Sure. Please come back on this. Yes, please come back on this show. You call me anytime because we can talk sleep till I'm blue in the face. Until <laughs> um, we sleep. Yes. Sleep. I can't do it. I'll put everybody to sleep talking about sleep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just um, – trying to navigate not wearing the hat all the time, but also being there for like, I have certain friends that definitely, I think appreciate that I have this field of knowledge and that I have this awareness and don't mind tapping into it and don't mind having me tap into it. So that's a little bit more of a, it's like kind of an unspoken permission, so to speak. At least, Ashley, Ashley you need to go ahead and send them an invoice, okay? This this is not. <laughs> no. no, when it's your best friend, when it's your best friend since you were thirteen, you just let some things go. That's awesome. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, navigating. I'd say the funnier part has been in interpersonal, uh, the romantic relationships. That's when things are a little more entertaining. Mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, stories. Yes, we have stories. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell them, but this is a safe space. (laughs) (laughs) How did that make you feel? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now for real, actually on that topic, um, so at, uh, at work where Lamont and I work, um, there are a number of like little chat groups, um, Mm -hmm. on our Slack. And one of them is, um, is the is for women and uh and a number of women were saying that um they've had this situation in their relationships with men where uh you know it it becomes clear that that the the man could could use some therapy and the man will say well i have you for that to his partner yeah yeah that's yeah that's that's that is a tough, a tough space to navigate. And um, it's, it's a challenge. I'd say whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship, another scenario I've come across is when it's family. Mm. And, and you know, just, you know, in your heart of hearts that something's going on for them. And it's not like, it's not like you're, you know, diagnosing them. It's not like a judgment, but just clearly something's going on for you but it's not my job as the significant other or the sister or the whoever. It's not my job to be the one to walk you through it. And that's where therapy can be really beneficial because it is a little unfair to put too much of that pressure on a loved one. It's, 
it's a lot of it's a it's a very heavy weight to carry. Mm-hmm. And and I'll admit I'm I'm guilty of it too. I have a fabulous wife who listens to shout out all to, of my BS. Shout out to your wife though. Shout out to her, man. Shout out to Tia. I love her to death. She's a good woman, and uh, she listens to me. And we we both pretty much come from the same place. She's from Northeast DC. I'm from Northwest, and yeah. uh, so she understands where I'm coming from you know, and the trauma that I have and I'm dealing with. And she, she's advised me to go to therapy and, you know, she's done it uh, far before me. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take her up on it. I told her, you know, that's one of the things I promised I would do. Uh, it, it is improving not only my relationship with myself, but my relationship with her as well. Absolutely. And it's, it's such a testament to you and to your character that you are open to that feedback and willing to then do it. It's really difficult when folks are not in that place and they're not willing to hear that and they're not willing to act on it. And then that puts, and then that puts real strain on whatever that dynamic of relationship is, whether it's a marriage, a partnership, um, a friendship, a family relationship, it puts so much strain. And that's not to say that we don't want to be there for each other. Of course we want to be there for each other. But, but there, there are limits and there are boundaries to what somebody should be expected to carry mm-hmm. for another right. person. Yeah. And uh, especially since, you know, you're not, you're not objective. You're not an objective party in, in, to, to that person. Like, right. And you, I mean, let alone not being trained for that. <laughs> um, it's a whole other issue, but uh, you can't, <laughs> you know, right. you, it's, it's impossible to help, someone know what is truly best for them when you're not objective and you can't help but you can't help but think about what's best for you as well sure Um, what you can get out of a circumstance or how you can tilt it to be in your favor yeah and that's not how it works you know that's not really how it works yep yeah and i guess you in a way we could tie that to a myth in saying that therapists pretty much just get paid to listen that's, I mean, that's I guess, really I guess in a basic, yeah, I guess in a basic sense, that's partially accurate, but that's definitely not all there is to it. And, you know, I did go to school for a couple of years to yeah. learn, <laughs> to learn right. certain things. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a myth that's not quite accurate. Right. For sure. I mean, so this and this is what I want to do. This is how I want to spend the next couple of minutes. Ashley, if you wouldn't mind, I, I would love for you to give uh, at least 30 seconds of just a plea to the community that is listening. Um, just to kind of tell them, look, this is this is what's up. This is what you should do um, and how they can seek that information out. If you just kind of give a plea to the community to say, hey, um, seek therapy. Sure. Um, so yeah, my, my two cents is, is I just want to encourage everybody to, to think about all the different ways that it might benefit you, all the different things that you might still be wanting to figure out about yourself, all the nuances that maybe you still want to investigate and how therapy can help if, if, Using your insurance is an option. There are so many ways to access between just calling the number on your insurance card or going to your website for your insurance company and seeing in your area who's available or 
maybe that seems a little confusing. You could always go to your, your general medical practitioner, your doctor, and check it out, or just Google local mental health services. And I'm sure between community agencies, local agencies, there's so many resources. Sometimes we don't even realize how available it all is. And really there's, there's quite a bit of services available. There's a lot out there and it's really like, what have you got to lose? It's, it, it probably will not ever do anything but benefit you. Word. There you go. Word. There you go. Now, Anna Palm, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick that ball over to your court too, as someone right. who has uh, um, actively participated in therapy for some years now. Um, sure. I want you to kind of give a plea to the community as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I gosh, I have been uh, I've been to a few different therapists. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes I've actually every time I've started I've I've been kind of in a in a depressed place but it's always helped me get out of it um and you know it's it's a you know I go once a week um and it's a it's a it's a sort of a maintenance thing it's just like you go to the gym you go you go like work on your body and and this is where I go to work on my mind and my my feelings and um and I think it's it's helped me tremendously with, uh, you know, relationships, with jobs, with um, with everything. And um, and I want to say, like, if you know, if you are thinking about thinking about seeking therapy um, and and feel maybe overwhelmed by the process of finding someone, you know, ask someone for help. Um, ask someone, you know, who goes to therapy, like, how did they find their therapist? Um I think a lot of folks will be willing to, I've helped folks like, and I, I would help anyone who, who wanted help finding someone. Um, so it's, it's worth asking for help, especially when you're, when you yourself are in a place where, you know, things seem overwhelming. Um, just ask someone, someone for help, maybe navigating the system. Um, and, uh, I, I, I would like to echo what Ashley said in that, you know, it's, it can't, it, it really, for the most part, cannot hurt. Um, it can only help. So it's very worth uh, trying that out. And, and, and I want to say, I'm going to put my two cents in there. I'm going to say, you know, uh, we started up this podcast in the beginning of 2019. And for me, this has been one of the mediums for me that serves as sort of therapy uh, where I get to talk to people. I love talking to people, uh, especially folks like Ashley, folks like Ana Palma, who just care immensely about things and about other people and, and just something other than themselves. It just gives me great joy and it gives me, you know, restores my faith in humanity, so to say. <laughs> uh, because I walk around every day and, you know, just just so many stressors, like Ashley was talking about earlier, just so many stresses in my day-to-day life. Um, and I just, I'm glad that I have this outlet where I can express myself, express my frustrations. And I would implore anybody that's listening right now, just, and I know I sound like the commercial and you're going to get a commercial spot in this show, but, uh, download, (laughs) download this anchor app and just press record. Honestly, uh, it has been one of the most cathartic aspects of my life to just get in here, 
record something, invite people to the conversation, talk my feelings out. And uh, this, this has been beneficial for me. In addition to seeking out professional help and talking to an actual therapist uh, who, like, like Ashley said, just an unbiased, non-judgmental, uh, objective ear that can kind of walk me through things and help me see things that, that I wouldn't see on my own. Um, so I, I just want to, I just want to big up Ashley, Ashley Aker. Uh, can you tell people how, how folks might be able to find you? You said you are in Silver Spring. Yeah. Yeah. Our, um, our office, we are called living and growing. Um, there's a handful of us all there, um, varying clinicians doing various kinds of work and we're located in downtown, uh, downtown Silver Spring. And you can find us online at livingandgrowing.org. Ashley, it's, it's been an extreme pleasure to have you on the show. Um, we only scratching the surface here, but I, I do appreciate the time. Uh, you have no idea how helpful I believe that this is. Um, so, so thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful, and I am happy to come chat anytime y'all might want to have me back. Please do. Please Wonderful. do. And also, I want to give a big shout out to Anupama. Anupama, thank you for uh, pulling this together and uh, being the awesome producer slash co-worker <laughs> that you are. Uh, I really appreciate you. Um, we're going to continue this conversation. We have uh, some other shows lined up. We're going to talk to some other therapists and uh, kind of get all around perspectives as it is May. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, yeah, this has been an awesome episode, you guys. Thanks, Lamont. Thank you so much. I'm really, really happy that it came together. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so uh, we're going to sign off here. Any any shout-outs you guys want to give before we sign off? Uh, <laughs> I got <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to Lamont, for real, because, I mean, this is something, this is a, 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 a really uh, cool, you know, creative outlet uh, in general, and I've enjoyed listening to all of the episodes. Thank you. And um, you know, it gave it gave me a, a, a forum to talk about this uh, thing that's really important, and I and I hope that I hope that folks listen and uh, and benefit from. For sure, for sure. Ashley, what you got? Any shout outs? Oh my gosh, I'm not a I'm not a thinker on my on my feet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again so much. This was absolutely wonderful. Word up. So thank you. And this is the I Care Too Much podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And we are signing off. Have a great evening, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. AM, PM. It's critical.